is the best. <laughs> this is the best episode yet. Heads mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Now we better nope. not fail. Beth, if this is a terrible episode, Should cut that out. Should that up. <laughs> um, Beth, so. if this is a mediocre episode, cut that out. Right. <laughs> so basically, Help us, Beth. You're going to be cutting it out. <laughs> JK, JK. Welcome to the Ghost Toes. Yeah. Hi, I'm Connie. And I'm Q. Yeah. Man, this show about this. ghosts. This show that's sometimes about ghosts. <laughs> I guess it's not really about ghosts today. It's about spooky paranormal stuff, though, as yes. well. You know, we don't... Let's not just always box ourselves into ghost stories. I mean, I, we did... Like, we like to branch out into other weirdness. Yeah. We because... We don't limit ourselves. Yeah, don't put us in the ghost box, man. Though I do love ghost boxes. Yeah, ghost boxes are great. If you want to send us a ghost box, oh. um, email us at thegosthose at gmail.com and we'll we figure will, out how we'll, to get oh, that to we'll, us. We'll, we'll arrange shipping. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay shipping. Oh, we'll pay it, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. I've, I'm pretty excited about this episode. Even though I just wrote my story, um... I think it's a really interesting topic. So, but before we get on to our topic, uh huh, has anything spooky happened to you? Well, my uh, notes are blank on that, so I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> um, <laughs> technically, nothing really spooky has happened to me either, but I do have a story. Oh, yeah. So I had this really weird dream the other day. It felt super real because my room, like my house was my house. Like, you know how like in your dreams, your house doesn't look like your house or like things that they're supposed to be don't actually look like they are. Your house is your house. But then you wake up and you're like, I don't have a pool in my backyard. And like, I don't live on a hill. Like that you believed the entire time you were dreaming that that's that's your house that's how it is right yeah i know but in this dream it was the way my house is so that was what really made it feel real Mm -hmm. so in the dream my neighbors next door were arguing and the boyfriend or husband or whatever he is decides to shoot the lady (gasps) and they have like two kids and like this all unfolds in front of me and i'm like oh my god i have to call 911 but I cannot find my fucking phone. Of course. And so it's like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm like yelling for people. The kids are crying. This man has like run away. So I'm like trying to help the lady. I'm trying to find a phone to call 911. But then I hear like an ambulance come. So someone else must have called 911. Yeah. So I don't remember much after that. But I just remember being like, holy shit. This guy just fucking shot his girlfriend slash wife slash whatever is happening here. Then I woke up. And I just remember thinking, like, did that just, did that really fucking happen? <laughs> like, did, did you get up and, like, like should I put check your ear on my to, like, the, their door? <laughs> like, hey, knock, knock, knock. Hey, right. anyone murdered in there? Like, so um, this happened a few days ago. And, like, the past mm-hmm. couple of days. It's been quiet. I haven't seen anyone come <gasps> out of their house. They're murdered. And none of the lights have been on. And I normally see them, like, either smoking on their balcony or something. And I haven't seen any of it. I don't see their car that they normally have. So I was getting, like, kind of worried. (laughs) 
(laughs) So I'm still slightly worried that maybe something happened, but not as worried because the other day I did hear children in the house. And the man's voice, but I guess that doesn't that, that help does because not, maybe no. something still happened to the lady, and then uh-huh. so I'm gonna try to like watch for her. <laughs> I, but here's Denial? the thing: like, I can't really like be like, "Hey, police, would you mind doing like a a, a welfare check?" Because like, I had a dream, <laughs> right? Like, because my dream said that this woman died. <laughs> Can you go do that for me? So I'll keep you guys updated. I'm hoping everything's fine, and then I'm just, I just, I'm constantly, like, in fear of the dude next door, because he's always yelling, and I hate him, and, like, yeah. I mean, maybe you did hear an argument, and, like, a bang, and you interpreted it as, like, an argument and a gunshot. Maybe that's how my brain, like, yeah. That's not a a bad theory. Let's go with that. But if that if that argument ended in a murder or not, we don't know. Right. So still up in the air on that one. I just hope she's okay. I mean, the kids are okay, so that's good, I guess. I don't know. I'm still a little worried. Mm. There's that. <laughs> well, that's upsetting, right? <laughs> <laughs> too real. Too real. On to less depressing shit. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, do you yeah. have any uh, spooky news? Breaking news, Q. Paranormal State is class back in session. Ryan Buell from that show Paranormal State, you know, back in the day. Yes. Is back in the ghostly limelight, it would seem. Oh my god. He's been doing ghost hunts and actually appearing at events and has even hinted that maybe that old show might be coming back to TVs near you. Oh my god, I used to love that show. I know, it was really great. It was a I I I remember it being good. So I feel like what happened was okay, so it was like all the ghost were, shows were on at the same time cuz it was Paranormal mm-hmm. State, Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. And I feel like Ghost Adventures and Paranormal State were very similar in they they were a little more aggressive. With they were their, young and yeah. aggressive. Well, I guess I guess Ghost Adventures aren't as young, but like right. Paranormal State, they were basically college kids or right out of college because they right. had that group from like their college days. Like they formed that group right. at their school. So, and I feel like Ghost Hunters was so keen on debunking things, and Ghost Adventures and Paranormal State, not so much. I feel like people yeah. sort of shifted towards them, and I, I feel like Paranormal State kind of fell off. But then Zach Baggins really got popular, and then people really were okay with that. So it's like those were the top runners then. Basically. I'm excited that it's coming back. If it is, yeah, I'm always I'm always down for more ghost programming because, I mean, I'll I'll watch ghost shows all day every day. Dude, same. I, like I I eat them up like the candy. Delicious candy. Um, but also maybe I don't remember when Paranormal State went off the air. I think it was before his issues, his recent issues. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So I keep I've seen a couple of news stories about how Paranormal State and 
Uh, Ryan Buell is like, oh yeah, we might get it back together again. But none of the articles seem to mention uh, the crimes <laughs> he did a couple of years ago. Oh, I didn't realize that was a thing. Oh yeah. So I hesitate to believe anything Ryan says about anything quite at the moment because the last we heard from him he was scamming his own fans out of money by charging them for tickets to speaking events that never happened oh and he never gave them any opportunity for refunds and he was even charged with felonies over the whole shenanigans like back in 2016 so fingers crossed he sorted that out and learned his lesson but I mean, nobody's talking about that. I'm like, but he scammed lots of people. Yeah, that's really he disappointing. He made so much money. So I don't know. Obviously, he's not in prison right now because he's doing hunts and stuff. So right. I got to find out exactly what he, what the outcome of those charges were. But yeah. That's a little disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally remember this dude. Sorry to burst your booble. My booble's been bursted. <laughs> I mean, the show yeah. will either happen or it won't. I forgot how, like, like, supernatural they all looked. Like, he's got, like, a cast jacket going on. I was just looking at pictures. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's too funny. And I did like that they actually had women investigators. Right. I get so bored with the all men all the time. I agree. That's the news. Right. <laughs> That's the news, and I'm... That's how news works. Remember, <laughs> don't get skimmed. Don't give Ryan Buell any goddamn yeah, money. Don't give him money. Do not. Do not. Until yeah, he can't be trusted. Seriously disappointing. I'm so mad at him right now. I didn't realize. Maybe I didn't know that happened and I forgot. Well, hopefully <laughs> he paid his fines and he did his time and he. Hopefully he paid back the people who he uh, took money from. Right. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Yes. So. Anyway, could you teach me something for my dumb brain? Yes, I Thank can. You. Maybe um, that'll fill the void in my soul. I have a feeling you've already heard of this, but mm-hmm. my word of the week is a ghost light. I've never heard of that. What? Go on. I so, can't. <laughs> it's a specific ghost light, though. It's not just any ghost light. What? So. what? Okay. So the ghost light I'm referring to is in theater. So oh, so it's not our ghost lights. Right. <laughs> I wanted to kind of go like a little off, but still stay on topic. You yeah. See where I went there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. In theater, they leave on a single light on the stage, and it's referred to as a ghost light. And um, so that way, even when all the lights are turned off in the building during a production of a show, they keep this one light on on the stage. And for logical reasons, it's so people don't basically, basically so they don't fall into like the orchestra pit if they walk through while it's dark. (laughs) Um, But the, the other reason is because it people believe it keeps ghosts away from being mischievous because, you know, a lot of theaters are haunted. Of course. So they'll leave a ghost light on to kind of keep the ghosts away. Yeah. And so that they don't fuck with their shit. (laughs) (laughs) so oh man there you have it a ghost light that's neat are you gonna tell me about a ghost light or a will-o'-wisp or a jack-o'-lantern or a quinn's light or a patty's lantern Hmm, that's a weird one or a fairy 
Um, all of the above. Cool. <laughs> so the ghost lights I'm going to be talking about are the Marfa lights. Marfa? Also known as the Marfa ghost lights. Okay, Marfa ghost lights. Mm-hmm. Marfa, Texas is a tiny town 50 miles from the Mexican border and 200 miles from the nearest, um, I guess, large airport is what they were saying. So the town has one traffic light and less Mm. than 2,000 people. One traffic light and two traffics. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's surrounded by miles of open land all the Mm -hmm. way to the horizon. Yep. And starting in the 70s, which doesn't make sense because the term hipster wasn't around then. But anyway, um, the hipster started to move in. And Maybe hipsters meant something different in the 70s. I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out. But I, I don't think that's what they mean. But either way, the ranching town then became... <laughs> Are you looking it up? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm typing on my super noisy keyboard. Damn it. Where's the thing where it tells me how often a word has been used? It, uh, word hipster was started, it started being used in the 1940s. Yeah, in the 1940s, but it got kind of popular in the 1960s. Okay. Well. It got, it was more popular in the 1960s than it is to, or in the 2000, in 2000. Where, can I scroll over? No. So I can only see from 1800 to 2000. Okay. So it was more popular in 1960 than it was in 2000. Okay. Interesting. What the fuck so, did you mean back then? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, either way. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's okay. The uh, ranching town is now a mashup of saloons and espresso bars. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Ten gallon hats and berets. Berets. I, that's what they use. I'm Ooh. thinking more like uh, I don't know what beanies. The fuck wearing out. Yeah, probably. Like just hats, <laughs> berets. Nobody wears fucking berets. Plaid. Not e- I don't not, know. <laughs> not even ironically, do people wear berets? I, know. I think is... they were just trying to make the point that it's like very artsy, but also old town, like mm-hmm. western. Well, then maybe people don't even wear the ten-gallon hats if they're gonna use a throw out a beret like that. <laughs> I don't know if I believe this source at all. Um, and then they have like feed stores, but also vegan restaurants. So it's like still kind of like a old timey town, but starting to have new life in it. Mm-hmm. Marfa is more than just a small town. People visit to see the Marfa lights. Over 135 mm-hmm. years, there have been mysterious glowing orbs that have appeared in the sky of uh, over the sky of the town. Oh my god, that's not how that works. In the sky of the town. There we go. So the first sighting of the lights was in 1883. There was a cowhand moving his cattle across the plains. And he had seen some unexplained dancing lights dancing around in the sky. He was like, what the hell is this? And told the whole town about it. So that's when people started really noticing it. So the lights are usually seen less than 30 times a year, which I think is an inaccurate count because of all the stories I've been hearing or that I was reading about. Yeah, seems like um, there's more than 30 a year. Like, it almost seems like you can see it every night. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's super inaccurate. 
but they are typically seen right when the sun sets or rises. People have said that the lights are the size of a basketball, so I don't know if that means like it looks like the size of a basketball from where they're standing. Yeah. Or if they can tell. Like, I don't know how they know the distance of how far it is. to. Yeah. But I don't know. That's how it's described, size-wise. And then they can either be seen staying in one spot, but like pulsating, or flying across the sky all over the place. And they've been seen in all different colors. So it's been red, blue, yellow, and white. So you may ask... How do people hear about these lights since this, it's in this small town that no one's ever heard of? A bunch of gossips. <laughs> right? So basically, yeah. Um, <laughs> a resident of Marfa, Donald Judd, first saw the lights in 1971. And at the time, business in the town was really slow. So no one was really making any money. They were really worried that it was going to become like a ghost town. So he so saw... They went So they became a ghost light town instead. Exactly. He was like, you know what? There's something with these lights. I'm going to start telling people about it. So um, what he would do is he would go to the motels in the town and ask, like, the people staying there if they wanted to see something cool. And he would take them to... I know. And he would take them to Dust Bluff, which I guess is an area um, Uh where you can go view the lights at dusk to see the lights. This created a lot of buzz, and at some point, the only people visiting the town were only there to see the lights. No one really knows what these lights are. Some people believe they could be UFOs. Connie hates aliens, so I'm not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And other people believe that they are ghosts. There wasn't a whole lot about, like, specific ghosts of who, like, who or why they're there or whatever, but just basically ghost lights. So, I don't know if you mentioned this, but some people also believe that the lights could be uh, Will-O-The-Wisp, which I'd never heard Mm -hmm. of. So, it's the folklore of lights that people will see that mislead Mm -hmm. travelers Mm -hmm. by resembling a flickering lamp or lantern. And you follow it unto death. Right? So, I thought that was really interesting. I'd never heard of that. There was a man, James, I don't know how to say his last name, Bunnell, I think. He decided to do a study of the lights for 12 fucking years. I wish I could have a job where I just stared at the sky for 12 years. <laughs> did he get paid for it, though? I don't know. I did, probably not. He did a study. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean good somebody point, was good point. Pay, giving him a paycheck. Like, hey, you still looking at those lights every night? Right, for 12 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> so he set up 10 wide spectrum and infrared cameras all around. And he just watched the lights to see if he could see if there were any patterns. Mm-hmm. And there were none. So basically, he found nothing. <laughs> um, and after What's all What's the of results that, of your study? I don't know shit. <laughs> Still don't know what I they know are. Less, I know less now than I, do, than I did when I started. So <laughs> fuck everything. Exactly. Science is hard. Science is so hard sometimes. so he did have some theories though after i mean i would hope after 12 years um oh gosh i hope i hope he has serious right (laughs) poor babby one of his theories is Uh that there is underground friction (gasps) that produces electromagnetic um, an electromagnetic light show in the sky 
but there's no actual evidence of this. It's legit just like a guess. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, maybe this happens. Maybe if I say these words together, it will sound sciencey enough right. for somebody to go give like, that guy a grant to pay for his 12 years of study. I think 12 it, more years. 12 oh more years. <laughs> I know. I wonder if he's still there. Like, Yeah. But I guess my thought is he he believes that this should cause like lights to be visible mm-hmm. but i don't think he's been able to like prove it yet yeah like to actually make it happen so an interesting fact actor james dean had been in the town filming the movie giant and people said that he became so obsessed with the lights that he had actually kept a, t- a telescope in his hotel room to watch them Oh, cool. But that was pretty neat. Yes. Today, people can still will still go on Claire Nights to go see if they can find the lights. The place where you can go view it, or I guess the most popular spot, is the Marfa Lights viewing area. It's a road stop off of Highway 90, and it's about nine miles east of town. Now, does Marfa, Marfa, Martha, Marfa, M-A-R-F-A. Marfa. Okay, cool. So, does Marfa, Texas, have like a whole museum, perhaps with animatronic people telling the story of the Marfa lights? I don't think they do. I well, that's unfortunate for them. They should really uh, invest get in that. Step up their game. <laughs> I. That's the thing. I had. I didn't see anything about other than um, these like viewing areas that you can yeah. go to. If you're going to tourist trap this, you should tourist trap it right? to the max. Oh, I know what it was. They, um, I don't remember what year it was, but they did eventually, um, because I guess what people were wanting was like the local government to start acknowledging that these lights exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like to do something about it. And so eventually do something about it. <laughs> what they ended up doing is they do like a light festival now every year oh that's cool so it's the marfa lights festival so that's a good like way to bring money into the town and stuff like that hell yeah it is okay so i don't know if it's labor day weekend every weekend or every year but it was labor day weekend this year i'm assuming it's labor day weekend every year that would make sense Ooh, it looks like they have a dance there's some music so yeah um, so if you don't have plans next Labor Day weekend, you should consider checking out Marfa, Texas. Perhaps I will. <laughs> and that's my story. And you're Not a whole lot of it. ghosts, but uh, just some interesting facts about that. Yeah. I mean, these are more mysterious. And they ca- they're called ghost lights. But right. Because they're fucking spooky. <laughs> they're orbs. <laughs> Yeah, but they're not like orbs like they're not like orbs like motes of dust or bugs flying past a camera kind of orbs. They're mysterious oh, lights. One more thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do think that it is just like reflection of car lights, and I mean there is something to that because I guess like the the larger roads that like surround the town, it it could make sense. But I don't see how. A driving car though like a lot a lot of these lights will be in one spot but they're just like flickering you know yeah so that doesn't make sense to me 
Yeah. I spe- and yeah. like just the side, I don't know. It. Yes, I'll I'll cover the the naysayers in my portion. Okay, cool. Because uh, like the the land is similar but okay. different. So don't worry, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> cool. We'll-, we'll get to it when I tell you about the similar but different <laughs> Min Min lights. Ooh. <laughs> That's right. Min Min rights. Min Min rights. My God. Min Min lights. God damn, this is going to be uh, hard for me to say, I guess. I've never tried saying that fucking out loud, so <laughs> somehow it's difficult. So they're mysterious lights spotted in Australia. Specifically, these are seen around Boulia, Queensland, out in the outback, I guess. There's a whole lot of nothing in Australia. I mean, it's, it's a strange place. It's not just all poisonous and venomous and dangerous things, but generally there's huge tracts of lands and nothingness like in the middle. All the civilization, I mean, most of the cities are on the edges. Yeah. But when you get out into the middle of that huge country continent, it's a lot of flat What's land. the thing? A lot of Australia is a whole lot of nothing. Like, yeah. It, that, yeah, it's super yeah, weird. Remember when we went to Canada and the sky was too big? Yes. It felt too big. I, I have a feeling that in Australia, the sky and the land both feel too big. Yeah. Because <laughs> just it, uh, even, I know pictures don't do it justice, but just like trying to imagine being there is just like, wow, it's just like a lot of dry, empty dirt mm-hmm. and endless roads. Nobody for miles. Nobody but you and them lights. <laughs> So the lights come in a variety of sizes and in basically every color of the rainbow, similar to the Marfa lights. Um, Sometimes they change color and sizes, like in the steam siding. Um, Usually they have weird edges and seem to pulse. Um, They are very still until they are very fast. Uh, They move away from people trying to follow them and chase people who try to leave them alone oh Uh, sometimes they fly away into the sky they move around acrobatically they dance about sometimes they break apart into multiple lights and sometimes multiple lights merge into one that's so crazy and and often they just vanish as quickly as they appear so there are over a hundred years of documented sightings the first documented sighting from May 1918. They were reported above the ruins of the Min Min Hotel, which is 100 kilometers west of Bulia. So the Min Min Hotel, it was, I guess, basically a hotel, a saloon, a waypoint for travelers way, way back at the turn of the century. But there were lots of rumors that it was a very bloody place. There were murders, there was deaths because of too much drink, too strong drink. There, and some people, they think that the owners of the Min Min Hotel were kind of a bloody bender kind of couple oh. who were murdering people and burying them and then stealing their money and goods and stuff. Oh my God. So, but like there, it's totally, that's just rumors, who knows? But there is like a graveyard so they had a graveyard at the Min Min Hotel. I do like, love and they a call graveyard. They, yeah, <laughs> they call it the Traveler's Grave. Um, but there's multiple people buried there. But who is buried there? Was it just people who happened to die? 
like when they were staying there, who knows? I don't know how many people are buried there. I don't think anyone's really questioning how many people are buried there. Why won't people investigate how many people were buried there? I want to know where there's so many murders. It's very mysterious. Um, so yeah, the Minmin Hotel burnt down in 1918. And that's when the lights were first reported by, I don't know, a white guy, I guess. <laughs> there's another grave that's not included with the traveler's grave. It's past the cemetery and past a creek, and it's Mary Lily's grave. She died in 18, 1897, and her and her husband, William, built the Minmin Hotel. So, like, she's buried nearby, but not near the other graves. So it's a little bit weird, okay. but also not weird. Like, you're not buried with these strangers, but... Why aren't you buried with these strangers? Did you murder these strangers? Who knows? They say if you go looking for the lights, you don't find them, they find you. Aboriginal stories about the lights say that they are spirits of the dead. Specifics vary from tribe to tribe, but the consensus is do not follow the lights. They will lead you to death. Either like out of viciousness or just out of you're not supposed to follow the dead. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So this is the first uh, account. After it burnt down, uh, shortly after um, a stockman, which is maybe like an Australian cowboy. (laughs) When I was reading all these stories and information, there was lots of little things. And I'm like, I bet that means something different in Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, it's just so many little things. But I think... Maybe a cowboy. Uh, an Australian cowboy, anyway, rode up into the Bulia police station one night with uh, a strange story. It went something like this. You won't believe me. I'm not going to do a fucking Australian accent because I'm not going to insult our precious Australian <laughs> listeners. He says, you won't believe me, but it's true. I swear it's the gospel truth. About 10 o'clock this evening, I was riding not far from the Min Min graveyard when all of a sudden I saw a strange glow appear right in the middle of the cemetery. I looked at it amazed. The glow got bigger till it was about the size of a watermelon. I couldn't believe my eyes and I saw it hovering over the ground. And then I broke out into a cold sweat and it started coming towards me. It was too much for my nerves and I was terror stricken. I dug the spurs into the horse and headed towards Bulia as fast as I could. But every time I looked back over my shoulder, I could see the light following me. It only disappeared when I got to the outskirts of the town. And that was the first one, but uh, soon enough, there were more sightings of the strange ghost light of Min Min. In uh, 1937, Bill Bo- Boy... Oh, goddamn. Bill Boyway... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bogang. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. In 1937, Bill Bo... Fucking Christ. Why can't I say this name? Let me just call him Bill. Bill B. Bill B. In 1937, Bill B, in his regular column on the track, wrote of his own experience with the ghost light while traveling years earlier. As he sat one night chatting with an old timer in Bulia, so he says, we were all sitting looking into the darkness well away from the dying campfire and enjoying the cool air after the heat of the day when suddenly I saw a light. 
At first I thought it was someone waving a lantern, but it suddenly rose higher in the air, danced a few jigs, and hovered about. First high, then low, but always keeping about 50 yards distant. So the Bill asked an old timer, um, what was the light? And the old man replies, oh, that's, that's the jack-o'-lantern, or the min-min, as some folks call it. Uh, Bill was curious and he wanted to get a closer look, but the old man warned him against going after the light. He's like, it'll lead you to destruction. Where that light is, it leads right into a chasm with a drop of three or four hundred feet. As soon as you get close to the light, it'll go out over the abyss. But Bill ignored the warning and he uh, followed the light. He says, I strode into the darkness. I had got within perhaps 20 yards of the light, which was still hovering like some huge ball of glowing embers in midair about seven or eight feet from the ground when suddenly it swerved abruptly to one side and soaring a little higher, led out over ground, which as I followed quickly realized was decidedly boggy. Suddenly the old man's warning came through the darkness of my brain. The abyss ain't a dozen yards from where you are. Come back, come back. I stopped, but not before I had seen, truly to the old man's words, that the strange light had indeed drifted out over a great chasm. As I watched, the light hesitated, floated back towards me a little bit, then as though tempting me to follow, but at the same time annoyed at the possibility of losing a victim, it glided back again over the chasm where, with a few final erratic movements, it dropped from sight. That's so cool. But also mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> come here. Come here and die. Come here and die. Mm. It's like the like the witches from Hocus Pocus. Come with me, children. You know, like it's Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you away and eat you. What? <laughs> <laughs> so another encounter, uh, Jack Pettigrew a neuroscientist from Queensland University and a team of researchers experienced the lights while out in the bush looking for a rare nocturnal bird. They described the light as having fuzzy edges and a rapid motion like a swarm of bees. It changed colors and it moved like it had a mind of its own. And the team was so terrified by the experience that many of them started crying. I don't know. That seems... uh... But they're scientists, but they were crying about it. I don't know, whatever. I feel like... It's a little uh, dramatic. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's how I'd react, but... <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Genevieve Hammond grew up in Boulia, and she heard about the legends. She didn't believe it, you know, until she saw them while camping with her husband in Queensland's Channel Country. It was a cold, clear night on a remote cattle station. The Hammonds were setting up camp completely alone, or so they thought. They witnessed a bright ball of light hovering just over the horizon. It moved very slowly to the left and then came back, and it went on back and forth for about 15 minutes. It was silent and very eerie. They were trying to think, could it be a neighbor, a car? The next day, they went over to where the light was, and there was nothing. Genevieve says there's no other explanation, but it had to be the Min Min Lights. Another experience. Claire Britton, when she was young, she lived on a ranch or farm in the area. It was a lot of land, and the kids were driving from a young age. She was up near the paddock one early evening in the truck, and she thought, oh, Granddad is probably up here checking on the fence since we just put cattle in here. And she sees this light coming down the road, and she thinks, aha, it is Granddad. He's on the old dirt bike. 
because it was just the one light. So she waited for him, thinking it would be safer for him to travel with her since it was getting dark and the headlights of the truck that she was driving were brighter than the little light on the dirt bag. So she waited, and she waited, and the light wasn't moving. So she got to thinking, maybe this isn't granddad. Maybe it's a rando. So maybe I should just leave. So she did. And then the light started moving. Ah. It, It started following her fast, and it quickly caught up with her and entered the car, and it was right next to her, and then it what? vanished. She got home, Granddad was sitting on the couch, and she's just like, this was fucking freaky. <laughs> Shruggy emoji. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's do... I don't know who this is from. This is like a random story. About 25 years ago in a town in South Australia, a friend and I were walking downtown about 7 o'clock one night. It was not, moon, um, it was not moonlit, neither was, it, neither was it very dark. Halfway down the park, there was two big dull lights like floating bubbles coming towards us from the sky. Just a few seconds, and then they disappeared. It gave me a fright as my brother had gone out hunting that day and had not returned when we had left home. Having heard the superstition about the lights being a death omen, naturally I thought he must have met with an accident. We hurried home, but he was safe and he was safe and sound. So they're not always bad. But sometimes, good. yeah. <laughs> but this is no. There was a death omen. That was death omeny. Um, one reader wrote to a local newspaper in uh, the 1930s, I believe. Uh, about nine months ago, I was living, I was living home with my father, mother, and sister. We had finished up our supper, and my mother and I had just stepped out into the veranda when we saw two lights, like floating stars, coming towards us from the sky. It gave me such a fright that I ran back into the kitchen, but my mother wasn't a, wasn't a bit frightened. She stopped there and watched them. She said afterwards that they stopped a few minutes and then disappeared. About a week later, my father met with an accident which caused his death, and my mother followed him three months afterwards. Oh, wow. Dude. All right, so what the fuck are these lights? Are they ghosts of murdered murder victims? (laughs) Are they just generally the dead leading people to their own deaths for fun and profit or are they just uh what is that called ah yes mirages Mm, yes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the researcher jack pettigrew he is all if you fucking look for the min min lights you will see jack pettigrew has the answer to the Mimin lights. Jack, he says that they're this. And you cannot search for these fucking lights anymore without this guy's theory. So his theory is that the lights are caused by Feta Morgana, which is basically temperature inversion on... uh, 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 It's unusual, and it's only seen when the air is cooler on the ground than directly above. In Feta Morgana, mirage objects can appear far closer than they are in reality and can even seem to float above the horizon. So, yeah, that's his theory. <laughs> um, and, like, that's, yeah. There was a some sort of heat uh, temperature theory for mine, too, but I, I mean, didn't understand it, so I didn't. <laughs> they, a heat inversion, probably? Probably. It was something that's, to do with the temperature. 
Yeah, or no, temperature inversion. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, it's temperature inversion or Feta Morgana. And yeah, like that's a possibility. Could be just like all car lights. But what were they seeing in the 19... 19- Eight, eight, 1918. I was going to say, uh, mine, mine have been seen <laughs> but, since like 1883. Like, But also, what were the aboriginals seeing before then? Because they've been in, they've been all, they have, their stories of these lights appearing since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. So, yep. whatever. Uh, but other theories include uh, bioluminous, bioluminescent bugs, um, fireflies, fluorescent gas. Oh, and there's a a local man who he said he'd given a lot of thought about it. And his serious opinion, it must be an emu with a a flashlight stuck up its butt. Oh my God. And the lights are from the eyes. (laughs) No. Yeah, well, that's, he's very serious. <laughs> I'll have you know. <laughs> no. Okay. Get out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you won't like that part of the exhibit at uh, the Min Min Experience, which is uh, the little museum dedicated to the Min Min Lights, which does include uh, animatronic no, storytellers. No, I would be, I would be so bad if there's a fucking... No. Well, it, I don't know if any of the storytellers mention that. They might just mention it in there, because there's, there's definitely animatronic people who go, blah, blah, this is the story of the Min Min Lights. Here's some experiences, and here's some theories of what they are. And there's definitely a a picture or at least a drawing or some sort of illustration of that man's theory and it's it's an emu well, <laughs> it's quite say, startled there better not be like an animatronic emu <laughs> no, that has like a... glowing fucking eyes <laughs> no it's it's a it's just like a cartoon emu oh, with a, clearly a flashlight up the butt and lights coming out <laughs> like flashlight lights out of his eyes that makes me so mad <laughs> Look, would you rather it be a uh, mirage or an emu? <laughs> I guess an emu, but still. <laughs> no, actually, I think I'd rather it be a mirage. I take that back. <laughs> would you Would you feel better about it if you, you understood that Australians called flashlights torches? So you thought that this emu, and the entire time you were reading about this, was like a flame <laughs> on fire? <laughs> Thanks, Australia. <laughs> A torch up its butt. What the fuck? Oh the, so God. the emu is on fire? No, that's just... I'm just so dumb sometimes. <laughs> it just... It makes me think of that one museum. It's the creation, cre, creationism or creationist oh, yeah. museum or Yeah, whatever. the creationist museum. Yeah. It makes me so angry. Like, how is this allowed to be called a museum? <laughs> well, I don't... It's not called... It's not technically a museum. Okay. It's called the Min Min Experience. Okay. Like, it's... It's just like a little thing. Like here's uh, information about the local stories. No, I. It's it's cute. It's funny. I just sometimes it makes me mad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, yeah. it's not your fault. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the Min Min lights. Read it and weep. Well, that was yes. that was a ride. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a ride. 
Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here with me for this experience. <laughs> this Min Min experience. <laughs> well, cool story, boo. Thanks, boo. <laughs> if it's not a paranormal thing, it just may be some sort of science we don't understand yet, and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... Maybe it is uh, friction underneath the ground causing lights that sometimes threaten people, that sometimes try to lure people out over cliffs, that sometimes come into people's cars. The thing is, I feel like the lights, though, in Texas are solely in the sky. Yeah. They're not, like, at level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless it just appears that way. I don't know. But like, and maybe I just didn't do enough digging, but I wasn't finding anything on that level. Nobody's gotten up close and personal with the martial lights. Right, it's just been more of like at a distance. Or maybe just ghost lights are just more aggressive in Australia. Like everything else is more dangerous in Australia. Exactly. Australia is the only place where ghost lights are going to try to murder you. (laughs) That's so insane. You know, there was something else. Um, There was like another theory... It's called, like, ground lightning or something. Oh, ball lightning, perhaps? No, it was definitely, like, or underground lightning. It was what it was called. Underground lightning. Which seemed interesting, but I wasn't, I couldn't find, like, a a good detailed description of, like, what it meant. That's another theory is it's, like, ground lightning and it causes the light to flash up somehow. Huh, crazy. underground lightning. Well, I guess I could recommend uh, you guys check out... Uh, the Min Min, wait, no, Hunt, wait, no, wait, what is it called? <laughs> it was that fucking movie I watched. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called Search for the Min Min Lights by Australian Skies, but Australian, like, imagine Australia, an alien. Oh. Australian. Okay. Australian, basically, Skies. Those are the people who made the documentary that I watched, and I was just like, I need more. And they're like, cool, we're going to give you more in a year. I don't know when, but I don't know if you have Amazon Prime, it's free to watch there. So. Okay, cool. I'll have to take mm-hmm. a look at it. Mm-hmm. Or you can watch their other documentaries, which are more about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that might surprise Your you, given their name. Australian aliens. I love it. <laughs> Or maybe they're aliens. I guess I didn't go over that theory. Yeah, they're aliens. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I totally fucking skipped that. Yeah, you would, though. That's the thing. I, yeah. I did have that in mind, but I'm like, I won't go too into that. <laughs> yeah. I did not even mention that some people think they're aliens, because who says that? Who cares? <laughs> too, too funny. I don't think I've recommended it yet. And if I have, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, the new Charlie's Angels movie. Did I oh, do that last time? No, no right? I don't think so. Okay. No. I saw it recently. I'm super mad that it didn't do as well. Like, it didn't do very well. And I think it should have because it was actually very good. And I enjoyed it. And you should go see okay. it. If it's if it's still in a theater near you, go see it. Yeah. By the time this comes out, it might not be. Find one. I'm sure it'll be at, like, <laughs> the cheap theater that's, like, $5 or whatever that does, like old movies god remember when the cheap theater was like three dollars do you remember when the cheap theater was a dollar because i remember no i didn't go to i didn't go to the movies when i when it was a dollar i'm not that old 
I was. <laughs> I didn't have friends until I was older, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, we had this place called Harlem Corners, and it was like the second run theater. And mm-hmm. I think the cheapest I remember paying was like a dollar twenty-five, and then it would oh. just keep going up every year until it was like four twenty-five or something, which is still not bad. Oh. Highway robbery, I tell you. Right? Mm-hmm. I love second run theaters though. There's still a few around. That wraps us up. Oh, today, thank God! It's before ten. I can like go to bed at a <laughs> yeah. reasonable time. Nope, you can't. Not that I chat. Not that I actually sleep. <laughs> exactly. I'll just be woken up by weird dreams about my neighbor again. Oh, unfortunate. Oh, we should probably end this episode. Okay. Oh, right, we should. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, give us likes and reviews on any any place you're listening to us. Yeah. Uh, uh, d- email us with your own personal ghost stories or recommendations or just how you feeling today. Talk to yeah. us. Uh, tell us about anything you want. Oh, man. Theghosthose at gmail.com. <laughs> like, even if you want to tell us like that you just like the show, that's cool. We'll yeah. give you a shout out. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. email us. We love hearing from our listeners. Yeah, just follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We've got groups. We post memes. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Join us. Or just keep listening to us every week. And be and a super creative at various the the various <laughs> days of the week that this comes out, just depending on when I remember. It's cool. It's like a surprise then for you. Yeah. Like when is it coming out? consistently eventually <laughs> well thank you guys for nobody's listening. perfect we love you all certainly not us we love you the most um thank you yeah so bye bye, boos. bye boos. <laughs>I've never Don't heard of know. this until today when I was looking it up about an hour ago. So, <laughs> um, Beth, cut that out. Make us sound more researched. I, I mean, I definitely looked this up like a week ago. <laughs> you know who's terrible? Wallace is terrible for t- stealing Schmooper's spot. And now oh, Schmooper's no. <laughs> very upset. At least he's quietly upset, but still pretty upset. I bet... Schmoover's just sitting there staring at Wallace. Uh, yeah, he stared at Wallace, and then he looks up at me, and he looks at back at Wallace. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. You got up. You want to go get a drink of water or eat some snacks. It's not my fault. <laughs>